Hi, and welcome to the Spell It Out podcast. My name is Jessica Zweep. I'm the owner of Spell Fitness, an online health and fitness coaching program designed to help women who have tried everything and are tired of spinning their wheels and wasting their time find food freedom and navigate this busy, crazy, awesome ride called life. Here we're going to discuss food, fitness, faith, family, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to get talking with you. All right, welcome back. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about extremes um, because unfortunately, we live in a society of just extremes across the board. Uh, And specifically for the sake of this episode, we're going to focus on the extremes with diet and how it's really not serving us well. Um, So you can look anywhere and find literature, a plan, something you can purchase, a book with some sort of program claiming that it will, you can lose, you know, 20 pounds in 10 days, shrink your waistline, have six pack abs, la la la. Uh, And usually when you look at what that program entails, it is very rigid and restrictive. Um, And I saw something the other day on Instagram that just really, the, the picture was really great, right? You have the picture of like vegetables, you know, broccoli or cauliflower, asparagus or something. And this is considered a healthy food, right? It's a good for you food. And then on the other hand, you have ice cream or donuts or some other pastry type dessert. And that is considered unhealthy for you. However, if you were to only consume broccoli, that also would be unhealthy. And conversely, if you only consume donuts, that's unhealthy. Fortunately, we live in a culture, in a society where we have access to a variety of foods. And I want, I love the analogy or the idea, the picture of thinking back to how people ate and moved and lived a hundred years ago or 200 years ago. And I granted science has progressed and medicine has progressed, but generally speaking, the lifestyle diseases that we face today were just not as prevalent as they were then. And I think personally in my own just rationalization in my mind, I think a lot of that has to do with all of the extremes that we put ourselves on and all of the artificial foods that we have come to know and love. Um, So I want to just throw some caution to the wind for you today with, um, with how you eat. And if you are someone who has like demonized certain foods, right? Oh my gosh, I don't do any sugars or I don't do any breads or I don't do any, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. How's that working for you? Um, do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like you can like actively participate in your life? and that things have a good balance or have you gotten yourself to a place mentally where you find yourself kind of um you know like you're suffering for a cause or you find yourself judging people who eat foods that are different than how you eat um you know even with your family like i mean i i've heard people i've talked to people who kind of you know they it's like a like a pedestal they put themselves on, you know, we eat very healthy, 
We don't do any, you know, fast food ever. You know, our kids never drink soda. We don't do any, you know, artificial anything. Everything's organic, this, that, and the other thing. And while that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that, we have to be really careful with how much uh, priority, I think, we're putting on that. And what I just like to, as a general rule for all of my clients and friends and family, is to encourage you to just eat more real food. Instead of focusing on what you need to cut out, what you need to, you know, limit or eliminate, um, you know, these elimination diets, while they can be helpful for like identifying food sensitivities or allergies, um, intolerances, all of that, as a general rule for like physical and mental health, they can be a total mind, you know what, uh, to feel like you're all of a sudden super limited in what you can consume and checking things for X, Y, Z. Life is too short, in my opinion. And again, it's my podcast. It's my opinion. So I can say whatever I want here and you have to just listen to it or turn me off. (laughs) Um, But the more rigid you are, I mean, you see it even with like parenting and kids, the more you like shelter and control them when they're little and when they live under your roof, you see it so often that when they get out in the world, they like freedom and they like freak out and eat everything. Um, I, I don't think we're doing our bodies and our minds any, we're doing it a disservice the more rigid that we are. If you're someone who, you know, has always had a sweet tooth and sweet treats and you enjoy alcohol or a diet Coke or whatever, and you decide I need to lose weight and you pick a program that's like, you know, clean, 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 no sugars, no breads, no artificial anything, no, everything's organic. Everything's, you know, one ingredient foods. Are you going to lose weight and feel different? Absolutely. Is it going to be something that you're going to be able to sustain? Probably not. Are you going to have a total new set of problems by the end of it because you've like mentally messed with how you think about food? Very likely, right? All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. I did so good when I was doing X and now I am back and I'm eating dessert or I had an alcoholic beverage and I just did this for 80 days and I might as well just quit because I clearly can't keep the progress that I thought I was keeping forever. Take a breath. Take a breath. A piece of cake is not a sin. A glass of wine is not a sin. Anything in excess, good, like quote unquote good foods or quote unquote bad foods in excess, in my opinion, are not good for you. The more extreme you are, the more likely you are to like experience some sort of resistance. So the idea of embracing moderation is a beautiful thing. And I think especially moderation when it comes to food, because there are so many other things that we really shouldn't waver on uh, that require more mental fortitude. And personally, I think it's a little bit of the devil's work when we start to idolize what we put in our mouth more than what comes out of our mouth. Uh, you know, you pride yourself on being this super clean eater. You're perfect with your plan. You stick to all your workouts. You never miss a workout. You're, you know, you're super tracker for everything, but you are not a good person 
right? You speak to your spouse like garbage or you gossip and judge people like crazy or you, you know, you never, you spend all your money on workouts and food and, and this pristine whatever, but you give zero dollars to the church. That's a problem because there are things that we are actually commanded in the Bible to like not waver on and be strongly convicted in. Food is not one of them. In fact, like it says everything is permissible. Like you can eat whatever you want. So don't feel like you're better than someone or you have achieved like nutritional greatness because we're all doing the best we can and food is not the thing that we're supposed to be like building our kingdom with. Um, So what do I mean by moderation? And this is where I really want you to just, I feel like knowledge is power. The more that you know about food, the more that you can make decisions that serve your body better. I've talked about it till I'm blue in the face about what a good fat loss diet looks like and feels like. So we'll go over it again in a brief blurb. Protein first, protein, 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 lean, animal sources are best. Your body knows exactly what to do with a chicken breast or a piece of lean beef or wild game. Your body knows what to do with that. You were designed to consume that kind of food. Okay. Then once you have chosen your protein source, you should add in fresh produce. The higher the water and fiber content of that food, the better. A, it's generally much lower in calories and B, much higher in volume. So you will actually be able to eat more, more food, like quantity. The quality generally is better nutritionally and it's a calorie sparse food option, right? Eating celery till your, you know, your eyeballs are green is going to cost you very little calories eating cookies until you are sick is going to cost you a lot of calories. In fact, having like two or three cookies is going to cost you hundreds of calories, right? Now, that is not to say that you should never have cookies. I am going to say with full disclosure that the other night I went out for dinner with my family, got a burger with fries. We had chips and artichoke dip and queso and guacamole. I personally enjoy dipping my french fries and my burger in mayonnaise. Judge me if you will, but mayonnaise is the ultimate condiment. Then we had pizookies. If you've never had a pizookie, I'm so sorry. You don't know what you're missing out. It's like this little deep dish cookie that is, you know, they come in a variety of flavors. My mouth is watering just thinking about them. They're topped with ice cream and other delicious toppings, and they're scrumptiously delicious. Did I feel like a busted can of biscuits walking out of that restaurant? Absolutely. Am I no longer qualified to give people nutritional advice and I should just throw in the towel and eat pizookies forever and ever? Absolutely not. The point is, I don't eat like that all the time. Okay, I did I blow through my macros and eat way more calories and carbs than I needed to? A hundred percent. Was it my sweet boy's birthday and that's where he wanted to go? And I am not going to be someone who's going to like Mm, I'll just have a dry salad and a chicken breast, please. No, I'm going to get the freaking burger because it's good and I love mayonnaise. So point is, I don't eat like that all the time and neither should you. The majority, I would say 80 to 90% or more of what you eat should be lean protein and produce. 
and then just enough fat, like cheese, butter, nuts, um, oil of some sort, a dressing, a sauce to make it taste good because that matters. Um, and then just enough carb crunch, right, to scratch the itch. Um, carbs and fats make things taste good. Uh, so adding them into your diet helps you be able to eat better more often. And then enjoy those little one-offs. Don't beat yourself up for it. And this is where I want to say, if, if you're someone who's always had dessert and you're struggling to like hack dessert... What is it that would help you just stay on track? Would like a small scoop of ice cream, if you buy some little ramekins or little, like I have these, um, they're like Pampered Chef little mini, I think they're one cup glass j containers that have lids. You probably get them on Amazon too. And if you just scooped out at the beginning of the week, whatever kind of ice cream you like, and it was a tiny little scoop and eating that every night, is it? uber healthy? No. Is a small amount of it going to derail your progress? No. Is it going to help you feel like I love this and it makes me happy to eat it so I'm going to have it every night or a, a square of really good dark chocolate or you know a, a scoop of peanut butter swirled into your oatmeal in the morning like stuff like that just helps things taste better and you look forward to it and you realize that you don't need a pint of ice cream to feel engaged in life and like you had your sweet treat, you can enjoy it with just a small amount. Um, and actually when you are eating more fat loss friendly food throughout the day, you're generally not as hungry because you're just full of fiber, water, protein. And so that little sweet treat is more mental than it is caloric. Uh, so all that to say, embrace the middle ground. It's a beautiful place to be. I mean, I like the analogy of a pizza, right? You've got the crust it's meh. Some crusts are better than others. It's the outlier. It's really extreme. It's the outside. Then you got the very middle of the pizza. It has to be there. Otherwise you'd have like a donut thing. So you have to have the middle, but generally it's kind of soggy, right? The toppings don't really stay on. You pick up the pizza, everything kind of falls off. It's like a waste of a first bite, but then you get to that middle sweet spot where the crust is like, has enough support the toppings stay on. There's generally more toppings than the crust or the middle. It's good. It's a good place to live is the middle ground. Okay. So embrace that middle of the pizza pie, the middle of life, the middle ground of the majority of what I eat is good for me. It fuels my body. Well, I feel good eating it. And then the outliers are, you know, I'm, I'm, eating really clean for five days for something, or I'm going to go on vacation and, whoop, sorry, almost gotten, okay, apparently you want to come over, sorry, driving and someone just puts their blinker on when their fender's already missing, so clearly we've had a poor experience with that decision in the past. Um, you're going to go on vacation and you're going to fully enjoy vacation, right? You're going to eat the things you want to eat. You're not going to portion it out. There may not be as much protein and produce because you're on your honeymoon or you're on an anniversary trip or of just a vacation getaway with the girls. Those are important too. Okay. But they're not all day, every day. So embrace the middle ground, improve the, the variety of foods that you eat, um, and enjoy life more. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much again for listening to my ramble and my, sometimes they're a little spicy and bossy. So sorry about that. But also I think it's just something that people need to hear. 
Um, I appreciate, as always, your feedback on these episodes. What is it that you like to hear? What is it that you don't? Um, Reviews, ratings, sharing the episodes all matter so much to me. So thank you, and I will catch you on the next one.